There's a story in the Gospels, in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John, about Jesus having just finished the five ta- feeding the 5,000 people with somebody's lunch. And he's sending the disciples, the 12 guys who are following him, he sent them off in a boat across the Sea of Galilee, which is a massive big lake. Um, but it's called a sea because it's nearly as big as a sea. And he sent them off on their own, and he went on his own to pray. And he said, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. doesn't record that in the scriptures, but he must have said something to them, because they wouldn't have just sent them, go off, lads, I'll never see you again. Okay? But in the middle of the night, when these guys were about five or six kilometers offshore, it was squally, it was waves, there was wind, there was all kinds of stuff. They see Jesus walking out on the water to them. To them. And they get terrified. As I guess you probably would if you were in a boat in the middle of the Irish Sea and you saw someone walking across the water. Um, and I don't know whether he was glowing or not. If you look at all the old paintings of this, they'll have Jesus kind of glowing in the night. You know what I mean? He's like a, he's like a ghost coming across the water. But anyways, he gets to the boat, or near enough to the boat. And this is what happens. And I want to read it here from Matthew's Gospel, because it's the only one that really records this part of it. But, um, so if you have a Bible, you're in the book of Matthew. If you haven't got a Bible, have a look at it when you go home, or get yourself a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible and you want one, tell us. We'll get you one. Um, immediately Jesus made... The, this is, sorry, chapter 14, and I'm in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, where he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up in the mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. We could do six weeks just on that little piece. But there's points I want to get out of it. Jesus sent the disciples. He sent them. The disciple is somebody who's a follower, who's learning to be like the person they're following. We're called to be disciples of Jesus. He will send us. He will send you and he will send me to places that will be scary, to places that will be rough. They got onto a boat, sailed out, rowed out, whatever way to get out into the middle of the, the lake, and they're in a storm. And there's going to be a lot of times in our lives if we're really trying to follow Jesus where he's going to send us stuff, and send us places, but it's going to be stormy. It's not always going to be nice and quiet and easy and comfortable. A lot of times it's going to be stormy. And that's exactly what happened to these guys. But then Jesus turns up, and instead of that being something that makes them feel better, it scares the living daylight out of them. 
And lots of times God will show up in your situation not the way you expect him to. And maybe not looking the way you think he should look. We see the pains of Jesus, he's supposed to have red hair and blue eyes and a beard. Yeah? Huh? Nothing wrong with red hair at all, except Jesus hadn't got red hair. <laughs> he was Arabic, or Palestinian, if you want to say that. But he, was, he would not have had, he wouldn't have looked like that. And lots of times we have a picture of God and how he's supposed to look in any situation. And what it's supposed to be like when he turns up. And it's not always like that. It just isn't always like that. And sometimes when he turns up, it doesn't make things better. It terrifies you worse. Because he doesn't always say what you want him to say. He doesn't always do what you want him to do. But the boy is, at least somebody in that boat said, I think it's, it's God. I think it's Jesus. And when he, what did he say to them when he knew they were terrified? He said, don't be afraid. So they're in the storm. They're already terrified. Jesus turns up, even makes them more terrified. You've ramped her up on the scale, up past ten. And the first words out of his mouth is, don't be afraid, it's me. Everything is going to be okay. Because I'm here. I want to ask you, what would that be like right now in whatever situation you're feeling, facing in life? For Jesus to say, I'm here. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm here. I know the situation you're in. I know the storm you're coping. You may not be in a boat in the middle of a lake, but you may well be in a storm at home, or in work, or with a bank, or with the neighbors, or with anybody. It may well be in a storm. What would it be like for you right now to hear Jesus say the words to you? Don't be afraid, I'm here. It's me. And Peter, I love Peter. Peter's like, hey, if it's really you, tell me to come out on the water. We focus on the bit about tell me to come out of the water, the bit I love is gone. Is it really you? And if it's really you, will you prove it to me? And there's lots of stuff that I've been taught and learned over the years about that we're not supposed to test God and we're not supposed to upset God and we're not supposed to do all of this thing. I have never met Jesus in any shape or form yet where he was afraid of me saying, is that really you, God? Never. And he has never been afraid to show me, yeah, it's really me, Brian. And it usually fits in with whatever is the right thing to do, which isn't always comfortable and it isn't always expedient. The right thing for the boys to do was to do what Jesus told them, go to the other side of the lake. But they're stuck in the middle of a storm. Jesus turns up and Peter goes, is that really you? So if it's really you, well then tell me to walk on water. Tell me I can come out to you. And instead of Jesus going, who do you think you are, you puppy, putting her up to me like that? He goes, come on. Get out of the boat. Just watch what I can do. If you do what I tell you. 
And Peter gets out of the boat. And he walks on the water. Now, I don't know if he took one step, two step, or 20 steps. But he walked on water. I haven't managed that yet. I've done it once in Belarus. But the ice was about 12 inches thick. The water was under the ice. I've never managed that on liquid yet. But he actually walked on water. He stepped out of the boat. And he walked towards Jesus. And then what happens? He takes his eyes off Jesus and puts his eyes back on the stone. And it begins to sink again. And there's something really important in this for us because when we're caught in a storm and we cry out to God and then he shows up, maybe not the way we want, but he does show up. Then he gets our attention. Then we give him our attention. Then we say, he says, do it this way. And we go, are you sure you want me to get out of the boat? Are you sure you want me to go out and walk on water? And he's going, come on, walk on the water. And we go, okay, and we step out. But then we take our eyes off of him. And we get caught up in all the stuff all around us again. I saw it this week. I saw people who had stepped out on water to go on this trip. They really got out of the boat. They were totally out of their comfort zone. People who weren't even Jesus followers, totally out of their comfort zone, going on this trip to try and make a difference, really haven't stepped out of the boat and took their eye off of the mission they went on and started looking around them at other people and got shipwrecked and got pulled off to one side and another and got caught up in stupidity and ridiculous things going on and losing out. And at the end of the week, the only one who lost out was them because them kids all still had an amazing time. The old folks all still had an amazing time. The rest of the team all still had an amazing time. But one or two people went home kind of going, that wasn't good. Doesn't make sense. They took their eyes off Jesus, took their eyes off the mission, and put their eyes on the waves around them. And what I want to ask you, because this is a half hour serving in ten minutes, we're going to cut to the chase. What is your water? What's your water? I know for people for this week, a couple of months ago, their water was, I'm going to put my name down for that trip. I'm going to find a thousand euros somewhere. We have one girl, Vicky Gregory, came, brought her two kids. She found three thousand euros to do that. Three grand she raised. Actually, she ended up giving me three thousand six hundred in total for holding her two kids to go on that trip. That's walking on water. That's stepping out. Girl's a hairdresser. She hasn't got that kind of money. But she trusted God because she believed he called her to do it. And she stepped out in it. We've people left all kinds of situations at home because they believed God called them to do it. That was their water to step out. What's yours? Is it a problem in work? Is it a problem at home? Is it, is it people? Is it things? Is it money? Is it your health? What is it? What's your water? Where is that storm that you're caught in right now where you need Jesus to say, step out of the boat, I'm here? What is that storm? Excuse me. And then what I want to ask you is, what's it going to take for you to walk out of that boat? What do you need from God so that you can take that step and do that? What do you need?
And what do you need from God? Not from me or from a church or from another human being. You may say to God, I need that human being to come beside me. Or I may need support or I may need this. But what do you need from God? What Jesus needed or what Peter needed was a word. If it's you, Jesus, tell me to come to you. If what you need to do, if stepping out on that water is God's will for your life, then all you need is for to say, God, this is what I need to go and do that. And he'll do or give you what you need to step into it. Because he wants you to do it. Because he wants you to know that he's for you. He wants you to know he's in it with you. He wants you to know that he has a plan for your life. And he wants you to know that he wants to bring you through whatever that pain is, whatever that hassle is, whatever that, whatever that, whatever is. So that you can come out the other side and you can do what you were supposed to be doing, which is making a difference all around you. So that you can be the change maker that you were created to be. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be famous or on telly or talking to thousands or hundreds of people, but it may mean you're going to do, make a difference in one life. Maybe you're going to be a better husband or wife or mommy or daddy or friend or neighbor or work colleague or whatever, just because of that. Maybe you're going to get brave enough to say, I'm going to pick on you for a second, Margaret. Margaret was extremely brave, I think, in telling some of her friends who were not part of a church, who are not, wouldn't be profet- what they'd say professing Jesus as the Lord and Savior or anything like it, but telling them that she was going on a trip with a church group and being brave enough to come to me and then go, can they come as well? And then bringing them. And they getting blessed out with their socks while they were there and having an amazing time and blessing us into the bargain. But that took somebody stepping out of the boat and saying something that I'm guessing was probably... Saying you're going to Belarus is one thing. Saying you're going to the church is a different ball game altogether. So what is the fear? Because generally it's fear that stops us getting out of the boat, isn't it? It was fear then that, that sunk Peter. As he looked at the waves, then he got scared. And he started thinking. And I want to tell you, when you step out of the boat, fear is going to come after you. It's going to come after you. No doubt about it. I have never experienced so much fear or so much attempt at getting me to be afraid as I have in the last number of years of my life. Because every time you step out and you push forward for God, something's going to come and try and pull you back and stop you. And sometimes I've allowed it and sometimes I haven't. And I've seen other people allow it and I've seen them not. And I've seen the difference in their lives. And the big things we're usually afraid of is we're afraid of, afraid of failing. We're afraid of having a go. We're afraid of what other people think of us. We're afraid because we want acceptance and we want to be loved. And the bit I want to say about the two of those biggest fears that most people have is, one, you are 100% accepted by God and 100% loved by God. So how will the people accept and love us shouldn't be the denominator that we use for to make our decisions and based on. And two, if I'm doing God's will and I'm doing what he's supposed, I'm supposed to be doing for him, even if I totally make a pig's ear, there's a scripture in Romans that tells me that he can turn all of them mistakes into something good.
So even if I mess it up. So here's your question. I have two for you. One is, what is your water? And the second one is, what's it going to take for you to step out of that boat? And take that step. And what I want to do is have an opportunity to pray with you for that. So the lads might find something to put on that thing down there and we'll uh, create a bit of space where we can pray. Because I believe that you're sitting in them chairs because you're called to greatness. You already agree. But you're called to spread that greatness around. You're called to create space where God can move through you and give other people the opportunity to have that greatness. To have that chance to walk with him and step out of the boat. So can I ask you to close your eyes for a second and mind your own business and let other people have this little bit of space just with God. And I want to ask you, if God's calling you to get out of a boat, if God's calling you and saying, look, at, here's where I want you to go, here's what I'd like you to do, here's something that you can do. But you're scared. Or you're not sure, even if it's God. If you're not sure it's God, ask him to prove it to you. He's not afraid to prove it. It's not impossible for him to prove it. It's not beyond the realm of possibility for him to do it. If God's trying to show you something, not calling you to do something, stick your hand on the air for two seconds. Just let me see, because I want to pray with you. See that one? Yeah, okay, thanks. See that one too. If God's already called you to get out of the boat, if God's already called you to step into some situation, but right now you're up against whatever that obstacle is that's stopping you. And you need his help with that obstacle. Then maybe you could give me a, a wave and let me know and I'll pray for you as well. Okay, yeah, okay. Thanks, got it. Okay. Father, you saw, you saw the people's hands and you see everyone else's heart and mind. I have a sneaking suspicion that you've probably called a few more people to step out of the boat and are comfortable to be putting their hand up in this place to say it. But I pray right now in the name of your son Jesus Christ and by the power of his blood that you would call each and every one of us to step out of the boat. That you would say to us, do not be afraid because I am here. That you would let us know in the deepest parts of our soul and the deepest part of our hearts that you are with us in this. We're not alone in the storm. That we have you. And that we have everything that we need in you. And Father, for those who have a knowledge that you have called them to step out into something, to do something different. That Lord, I pray you would give them whatever it is they need. I pray that you would meet them right now in this place with the assurance that they have whatever it is they need to take the next step with you. Whatever that is, Lord. I want to say, um, we'll be a few of us up here. We can pray with you later on if you'd like some individual prayer for whatever your situations are. But I know I just want to pray a blessing over you.
And pray the Lord bless you and keep you. That he would lift his countenance on you and grant you peace. That he would smile on your life. And that you would know the joy that you bring to him. That you would walk the rest of the days of this week knowing that you are loved beyond measure, accepted, wanted, cared about, provided for, and loved by a Heavenly Father like nothing on earth could ever do. So Lord bless your people. I pray may we have the best week we've ever had. May this be the week where we step into that new place with you. And we begin to become all that you created us to be. And I ask it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.